The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. I remember this radio program on Catholic radio that was called The Right Question. It's a rather provocative title, isn't it? The Right Question. And I thought that'd be a good place to start this morning. Are we asking the right questions in our lives? And are we getting the right answer? Are we finding the right answers to the right questions? So let's ask a few good questions. What makes me happy? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Those are some good questions. John Paul II used to say that the answer to the question that is every human life is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer to the question that is every human life. And that Jesus, the Son of God, became man, reveals to us all what it means to be fully human. And he shows us how to have and to live an abundant life. So, as Christians, we believe this. 
The challenge, of course, is to live it and to experience it for ourselves. To find out for ourselves that, in fact, Jesus is the answer to these questions. And whether we explicitly ask these questions or not, we all wrestle with these questions on some level. Maybe it's a subconscious level. Maybe it is more conscious each and every day. But we certainly are looking for the answers to these questions. And as Christians, especially if you're here this morning, you definitely believe on some level, to some degree, that yes, in fact, Jesus Christ and my faith in him and his love for me is indeed the answer to some of these questions, if not all of these questions. Today in the gospel, Jesus is addressing a very tough crowd, the scribes and Pharisees. So tough, in fact, that he calls them hypocrites, which has been a theme in this week's gospel readings. If you've paid attention at all to the daily gospel, the word hypocrite came out pretty often. And so this is definitely not Jesus' favorite crowd. But he loves them. I mean, he came to save them too. But what is it that upsets him so much about this crowd, this crowd of scribes and Pharisees, the religious leaders of the Jewish people at that time? Well, one thing is for sure, as... Excuse me. As you could tell from the discussion in the gospel today, they were so concerned about the traditions, the human precepts, all of the laws. And so there was this religious ideal that the scribes and Pharisees had that had very little to do with one's heart and behavior coming from the heart and had more to do with the fulfillment of all of these external observances. And so they were so consumed and obsessed with outward appearances that they gave very little attention to what was in their hearts or anybody else's for that matter. And so that's why at the end of the gospel... Jesus wanted to at least direct their attention to what really defiles somebody. But I think for the purposes of our discussion here this morning and for our reflection and for our relationship with God, we should also consider what's in our hearts. And I think it it helps us to just be aware that we can all have this same pharisaical spirit, as some people would call it. A pharisaical spirit. So a spirit like the Pharisees and scribes. Some people would call it a religious spirit. 
Meaning that we too can get focused on just checking off the boxes. And we too can get satisfied or focused anyway on the external appearances and practices without allowing the Spirit to really touch our hearts. Because even the practice of religious devotions, even coming to Mass, praying the Rosary, these are obviously good things, but they aren't the essence of our relationship with God. Because we can do all of those things without having a real relationship, friendship with God without sharing with God what's on our hearts. Even though God knows, we can pretend. We can hide from God, and we're really hiding from ourselves when we do that because God knows what's going on, and he cares, but he's not going to force himself into those places If you have seen that picture of Jesus knocking on the door, the good shepherd knocking on the door of this house, it has no doorknob on the outside. Maybe you've never noticed that before, but you can look up the image or if you have it at home, go look at it more closely. Jesus knocking on the door because there's no doorknob on the outside driving home the point that he's not going to barge in. He can't let himself in. He has to be let in. He has to be invited in. That's how much he respects our freedom. And so the Lord today would invite us to let go of any kind of pressure that we put on ourselves or that we put on other people to live up to this kind of religious ideal. I think that's the rub, as Shakespeare would say. There's the rub. That we've grown up with this kind of religious ideal, and we tend to cling to it as much as we may not like it. We think that's what I have to do, that's what I have to live up to, in order to be right with God. In order to be right with God, I have to do this, that, and the other thing. And if I don't, well then, gosh, I'm not right with God. But really, Jesus wants us to know that he is the one that has made us right with God, the Father. That God himself took the initiative to make us right with himself. That's really what sets Christianity apart. That's what differentiates Christianity from other religions and from other, you might say, ways to God. Including these Jewish people were so focused on what they thought they had to do in order to get to God and get right with God. When in fact, we as Christians believe that God sent his son 
into the world because he loved the world so much. So that whoever believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. How? Through him. So God taking the initiative. God is the protagonist here in this human drama of ours. At the beginning of Mass, I mentioned the sacredness of your life and the sacredness of your story. It really hit me when I was praying with that yesterday, reflecting on the, the life of St. Ignatius. It's, it's, a, it's a devotion that I'm doing right now. It's called uh, Sacred Story, 40 Weeks. Following the spiritual tradition of St. Ignatius and the Jesuits. But St. Ignatius himself, as the author points out, was totally oblivious to the sacredness of his life for the first 30 years of his life. Very narcissistic, the author says. Self-absorbed in the vanities of the world, wanting to be a soldier and so on. But the Lord wants us to be aware of the sacredness of our lives and the story of our lives, the story of your life, with all of its ups and downs and twists and turns, your life is a sacred story. And if you have a hard time believing that, or if there are parts of your story, perhaps, that you still wrestle with and have a hard time coming to grips with, ask God to meet you there. Ask Jesus, invite Jesus, the good shepherd, to meet you there. In that place of your life that, or places, that you still find difficult to view as sacred. Because the Lord wants to come in and transform that. Be it your own sin, be it somebody else's sin that you had to suffer. Because sin, indeed, makes our lives and our story seem very unholy. That's for sure. We feel that. We recognize that. But that's not what defines us. The accuser, the devil, Satan, in fact, means accuser, the one who accuses would have you believe that you are what you do or you are what has happened to you. That that's who you are. But that's not who you are. And the Lord wants to remind you of who you are. That you are his. That you belong to him. That he actually claimed you for himself. The Father sent the Son and claimed you for himself in the Spirit when you were baptized, that's exactly what happened. And you became a new creature in the order of grace. You were anointed. You were claimed for Christ by the Father and the Spirit. That's who you are. 
That is who you are. And God wants us to rest in that so that we don't feel like we have to do all of these things to be right with him. But that he himself has made us right with himself. He has justified us. He has saved us. He has claimed us for himself out of love. Not because he had to, not because of anything we did. No, but just out of the goodness of his heart, in his mercy, in his divine mercy. So let's ask the Lord today to really help us get in touch with our sacred story in light of his mercy. Take him by the hand. Don't try to look at it by yourself. But take the Lord by the hand. And you can take Mary and Joseph in the other hand if you like, or your favorite saint or angel. And look at your life through their eyes with their love and compassion and invite them into any place that you still have a hard time with and ask them to transform that, that place, that time, that episode, whatever it might be. And ask them to help you see it yourself with new eyes and with a compassionate heart. And that's where freedom comes from. Jesus said, you will know the truth, the truth of who you are, the truth of who I am, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And the truth is not just something, but someone. Jesus Christ, the answer to the question that is every human life. Amen.